Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's coffee talk from Planet Fair. I got myself a big mug of coffee today because I'm talking with Margaret, my friend, and already said who you are. So we have one, one once in a lifetime, a different intro than on all the others, because I'm so excited because I saw your article on HBR and shame on me, I haven't read it. Maybe it was a bit on purpose because I thought I could use a coffee chat for it. So my main question is, what is this new article about? Why do I really have to read it and all others who are listening in as well? Okay, so you don't want to know about my coffee mug. Uh, uh, yes, please, I do. This time. No, what no, is it's fine. <laughs> it's from Denmark. Uh, it was a gift when I was giving a talk in Denmark. No, but thank you for asking about this article because um, I mean, as you know, we've been doing pay equity for almost a decade and um, I felt there was a room um, for the message that we don't close these demographic pay gaps with by always looking at the negative outliers. So that's my main message with this article and my uh, co-authors, David Ross and David Anderson. Um, and we really wanted to point organizations to a different way to think about these gaps. So here I'm talking about the equal pay gap. So I'm talking about after we account for all the important things and we measure a pay gap, you know, it's an open question. How do we close it? I mean, we spent a decade <laughs> developing the right methods, but in like all the conversations that I'm having and, you know, just for example, in November, um, in New York, I was giving a talk and somebody came up to me after I, you know, talked very passionately about this problem. And, you know, the person told me, you know, I have taken care of all my negative outliers and now you're telling me I still might have pay inequity. And I was like, yes, because there might still be systematic bias. So that's why we wrote the article. Yeah, I can. I. I relate to that straight away. I just remember a talk as well the other day with uh, um, with um, with an organization about the issue of they have very broad bands, so the bandwidth of whatever junior or management, whatever is quite wide. And then they're like saying, okay, we close those outliers, we close them all in, but it's still so wide. And you talk to some people of the organization that are in the topic for a long time and they say, I still feel there are people inside one sort of positioning when the band is so wide it's not always fair now whatever reasons or biases in there so um yeah yes, exactly. yes. No, I think you captured it so well so what we observe over and over and over again <laughs> so this is not just one of you know one organization this is just a pattern that has repeated over and over again and exactly it stems from what you're describing that um first of all if you just so let's just talk in terms of band because that's how you yeah. introduced it. So you think about your band and then you have all your employees um, within that band. And let's for, you know, just to simplify, let's assume they all have similar experience and they're all, you know, performing similar or what have you, right? So we have like a group of similar people and then we have the band and they're all within the band. So how can you, you know, then have systematic inequity? It's because repeatedly what we see is that women or minority tend to get stuck just below or at average. Yeah. So they're just much more likely to be right below average than above average. So there is something that just 
we see this in the data that, you know, pushes some people above average, but then everybody else kind of converges to the average. So typical numbers when I see this in organization and we draw a picture and we study, okay, you know, what fraction of your population is above average, what fraction is below average. Sometimes we see something like 55% of the women are below average or expected pay, but only 45% of the men. Yeah. So, and then this starts to contribute to this systematic bias that, you know, part of your population is getting stuck while others get above. So that's one of the root causes. And the second one, and again, not coming from a single organization, but repeat observation is that, so then when we look at the top of the band and we look at, okay, who is at the top of the band? And then I'm not talking about the standard outliers that we know <laughs> used to maybe be managers and are no longer managers and you know, all this historical facts. But maybe we look at kind of those who are, you know, top 10% of your employees in terms of um, pay. And then we look at uh, who's in there and women or my and minorities are much less likely to be there in the top. Women and minorities are systematically less likely to be very well paid. And that's the second root cause. So these are the how the systematic biases manifest themselves. And you don't fix these things by always looking at the outliers. So the natural inclination is always, okay, we have a problem. You know, let's look at those who have fallen way behind and lift them up. But that doesn't address those root causes. And that's what this article is all about, pointing <laughs> that out. Because um, I think it's time that we get more advanced in how we close these pay gaps. No, that's cool. I really like that because it's so um, it's like you would be always going for the outliers. But I always see I I, I don't like these bands. They're sometimes so, so broad. And then you're like going, OK, you have accounted for everything that you want to account for and you have a gap left. And then you say, but you have this band of and it's sometimes double. But it's sort of like you can go from 50,000 to 100,000 maybe inside a band. And then I say, but what? But why are people in different spaces? And then you go, okay, well, we have accounted for those four things culturally that you should account for in this organization. And yeah, what's left? Why do you still need the band? What is it for? What are you actually, why are you place, placing people in different places? And then suddenly you hear stories where I say, but that doesn't fit to the culture you just said. The thing with the performance often comes, yeah, they're the high, and I say, but didn't we just decide performance is not an issue? Ah, yes, we did. Ah, well, yo, and then you are in the conversation of, yeah, we have a problem, we need to solve it. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to your solutions on this one. Yeah, but I read, see it too. Read the article, Henrique. <laughs> yes, I will. I will be the first one reading it after this coffee talk because I'm gonna. I, I know it before others are listening in. So everybody who listens to the uh, to us now at this moment where they are listening, I will have read it already. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Our time's up. So. Thank you, Henrique. Thanks for being here. See <laughs> yeah. you around very soon. Until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.